Member Maker is brought to you by MemberSpace. MemberSpace makes it easy to run a membership business by plugging into your existing website so you can protect any page content you choose. Your members can also sign up and manage their account without ever leaving your site. Learn more and start a free trial at memberspace.com. Welcome to Member Maker, a podcast about how to build a sustainable membership business. I'm your host, Ward Sandler, the co-founder of MemberSpace. Today, I'll be chatting with Tiffany Bathia, founder of Kingdom Boss, about how she built a social media following and email list before launching, why she beta tested her membership site for a year, and the importance of providing the right content at the right time to your members. Hey, Tiffany, thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So what does your membership business do and uh, who does it help? Yeah. So Kingdom Boss Society actually provides accountability, resources, and strategy for Christian authors, entrepreneurs, and speakers. Uh, Most of them are launching their businesses. And so we kind of really help them get their idea off the ground. And I probably answered that second part. I'm thinking (laughs) we serve spirit-led or faith-based authors, speakers, and entrepreneurs. Gotcha. So yeah, that's somewhat broad, right? Because it's an entrepreneur could be anyone. A speaker is definitely more specific. Is it more in the speaker realm of entrepreneurs? I will say I probably a good 90% of our audience are authors and speakers. And so they're using their speaking platform and or a book to really get their message out there. Gotcha. So what are you actually providing though? Is it is it videos, PDFs? Like what exactly is it? So the primary content is video content. I do have like some different tutorials that are PDFs, some audios, but the overwhelming majority of our content is video content. Cool. And what do you charge right now for this? Yeah, so I actually have two tiers. The general tier is $47 a month, and that comes with all of the live sessions, our repository, accountability groups, all that great stuff. And then there is a higher tier that comes with all of that. It's $97 a month, but it also comes with one hour of personalized coaching with one of our coaches as well. So, yeah, those are our two options. I like it. I like it. You kind of figure out a way to do like productized consulting where it's like, hey, if you just want to consume the content at your leisure, cool, do this. (laughs) If if you want to have that one-on-one help with with a professional, we provide that too, even though, you know, I assume that that can't scale after a certain amount, right? If you you had a thousand people signed up for that plan and they all want a one-hour coaching, that would be a problem, right? Absolutely. And it's something we thought about because what I realized is that at a point I'm going to begin hiring other coaches because for the most part, they all coach with me at the moment, but pretty soon that's not going to work. So what I'm thinking at the moment to scale is just to hire and really pull from internally. Some of them I think would be great coaches and turn around and be able to coach each other. So I, I think that's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people stumble before they start by being too worried about scaling and and what's going to happen when I have a million customers. And it's like, (laughs) well, that probably won't ever happen. (laughs) Or not right away, right? Right, right. Not right (laughs) away. And yeah, if you get to the point where the system you you start with version 1.0 or 2.0, if that starts to break because you've been so successful, that's a good problem. And you can probably figure out a way to, to start scaling it better. So it's not, Absolutely. yeah, it's one of those uh, false fears that kind of holds people back from starting things, I think. Okay. So what did you do initially to build your audience and what, what are some of the tactics that have worked for you? 
Yeah. So the interesting thing is before starting Kingdom Boss Society, which is the membership. So Kingdom Boss Society is co-ed, let me say that. And before that, I was doing a lot of work just with women entrepreneurs. So I had a chance to, I, I did have some social media following. I had an email list. And when I shifted and launched Kingdom Boss, it was a pretty easy transition. But I will say some of the biggest things that have helped me grow the audience have webinars are like my number one thing, webinars or video series on Facebook, but also in-person events, whether they've been my own or speaking on other people's stages. Those have been some of the top ways that I've really been able to go after my target audience. So... So when you say in-person events, obviously you're, you're talking to a, a large or somewhat large group of people, but how does that translate to growing your audience? Do they all join your email list or do you get all their contact information after the event? Such a great question. So I'm a huge fan. Quick note, side note, I'm also certified in digital marketing. So everything I do, I'm always making sure that I'm growing my email list. So when I speak, even if it's someone else's event, I've got a lead magnet, I've got a freebie, some way to opt people in to actually get their email so that I can nurture them and follow up with them. So I do often get, when I'm speaking, I do get a lot of people who will sign up that day. But then because I'm giving away a lead magnet, I've got a way to nurture the people who may not have signed up that day, but over some time they could be converted a little bit later. Right. And just to back up a sec, when you said you you, before Kingdom Boss, you started with a bit of a following. You had mentioned uh, social media, and I think you said mm -hmm. an email list. So yeah. was that for when you were just doing one-on-one -on -one consulting? And, and how did you even start that list in the, in the first place? Yeah, that's a great question. I was primarily doing one-on-one -on -one consulting at that time. And I, to be honest, one of the motivators for starting a group program, I would find that, let's say I had five clients I'd be coaching in one day. I probably said the same thing five times. And I said to myself, if I can get everybody together and just say this one time, this would just really like <laughs> make my life a lot easier. So, but yeah, so I started out with, you know, doing a lot of one-on-one -on -one and then through hosting smaller events, meetups, and again, doing a lot of webinars and digital, just began to kind of pull everybody together. The, the audience was the same. They were female entrepreneurs. So the only thing that really changed was inviting in the males, but I was already talking to my ideal customer. So it was a pretty easy transition. Yeah. I, I like that. You didn't just kind of build something or launch a website and hope people would come. It sounds like, you know, you got out there, you were hustling, you were, you were making it happen by being proactive and creating events that would draw people to them by providing yeah. something valuable. And then you also, in exchange, were able to collect email addresses and social media followers. Absolutely. And you want to know something else? I actually beta tested this for an entire year before I fully rolled it out. Because when I made the transition, I, again, I'm a marketer. I was pretty clear, but I wasn't 100% clear on what my audience needed. And so I said, mm, let me pull together a beta test and literally for 12 months, walk them through the program. And I'm glad I did that because I definitely made some major changes to the program before I fully launched it, launched it in 2017. 
Yeah, I think that's fabulous advice. Uh, something a, a lot of people could do more of, I think, because we all can think about an idea or a business model in our head. You can think about it forever and, and tweak it forever. But until it actually is real, do you have real people using it and and hopefully paying too? Mm-hmm. It kind of you you just need that feedback yes. loop because you're just going to miss things. Everyone does. No one's going to get it perfect in the on the first shot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, what in general hasn't really worked for your business so far? That's such a good question. <laughs> I'm going to be honest because this is probably something I'm still finding my way through. So one of the things I noticed was people buy you, right? So for the most part, pretty much people who join buy me. They want me. But I said, I need to find a way, like you said, to make this scalable. So I created smaller accountability groups that in a, in addition to just checking in with me, I want you guys to check in with each other. I've created some different exercises and prompts for them to do in between us connecting. And I've noticed that for the ladies, it's like, yep, great. But the males in the group, it's a little tougher getting them going. And so that's one of the things I'm I'm really figuring out is how to really make sure that those smaller accountability groups work so that nobody feels left out. Everybody's touched in some way. You know, it's working on some hand. I've got some groups and they're like new BFFs and they talk all the time others that I'm like, okay, this just isn't working. So that's one thing I'm, I'm working, I'm figuring out if you will. <laughs> no, that's interesting. The gender difference there. Is it when you say not working, is it that the male groups are not participating or not showing up or something else? So they show up to live sessions. I mean, they're engaged in the community, but with each other in terms of, so for example, you know, the, the, the really active groups, they talk Every week, probably a couple of times a week, just asking each other questions. Hey, look at my website. What do you think about this or whatever? The guys literally just have not engaged in that way in within the smaller group. Now, in the bigger group, they're very active, but trying to get them engaged with each other on a sm- in the smaller groups to just check in with each other. It just shows the difference in how males and females socialize. So I'm trying to make the adjustment to get them a little bit more active. So yeah, that's a work in progress. (laughs) Gotcha. Okay. So what would you say is the number one most effective strategy that listeners can learn from you? Wow. You know what? I was, I thought I was prepared for this question. There's so many different things, but no, I know I'm going to say, I would actually say customer anticipation. So one of my coaches says it this way, you know, when you're someone who has a membership program, you've decided not to just date your customer, but you've decided to marry them. Like (laughs) we're in this for the long run. And so what I've seen for the people that have been with me for years now in the membership program is really about being able to anticipate six months from now, if you take all of the content that I'm giving and you actually do implement it, right? Where will you be? How will I need to rise to now meet your new need, if that makes sense? Because you might have been stuck here at this level, but if I'm providing good content and giving you everything that you need, in about six to 12 months, you're probably not going to be there. Where do I anticipate that you will be so that I can now prepare content when you arrive at that point so that you don't feel like you have to leave the program, that I have something else for you at that place? Yeah, I mean that's wow. That, yeah, that's a that's a fascinating one. I, I'd say 
yeah, the goal of a membership or really any service or product is is to make the customer's <laughs> life better in some way, right? Like that, that's why we're doing things, right? It's not just to sell money and run away or sell something and make money and run away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously you seem like a, like a good business owner and a good person, so you're doing it the right way. <laughs> but yeah, when a customer is successful with your product, for a lot of folks, then they don't really need it anymore. <laughs> but if you are, like you said, anticipating, okay, when people get to different levels of success, we want to have something for them. Because if everyone's sort of starting at the bottom, you can't also present them with stuff that someone at the top would find useful because now you're just going to overload yep. people with too much information. Exactly. Right? So did, in the past, were you kind of putting everything there and then you started to segment it out by successful or how did you kind of figure that out? Absolutely. Like, I'm going to tell you, it was funny. I remember I actually had an event, actually the launch event where I launched the beta test. And so I did this workshop, room was full, and I prepared all this great content. And, you know, I'm like thinking like, I'm killing, this is going great. And so I get to the the, the FAQ or the Q&A portion rather. And the questions that they asked me, I said to myself, if this is where your questions are, my content was like way, I should have brought it way, way. I should have really simplified it. Like I went out way too high. <laughs> it probably, it probably didn't even make sense. So that helps me to really understand where people are. Cause something as simple, for example, is email marketing, right? I can teach that on so many different levels. And so if you're just getting, some of my just getting started folks, I have a tutorial on literally just getting going. Whereas if you're more seasoned, I can talk about like lead scoring and funnels. And so with each topic, I try to really gauge where they are. So I provide it at a level that's not beneath them, but also that's not at a point that's like, what is that? Okay. Yeah, I can't. That's not helpful. So absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for the email marketing example, right? Some people might not even know what that means, right? Mm-hmm. They might not realize, oh, email marketing equals like MailChimp, for example. Uh, <laughs> right. They might think it means, oh, that's when you send coupons to people in an email, right? And it's like, no, that's not what it means necessarily. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but what I think is fascinating here is that everything kind of comes back to that, that beta test that you did uh, where you were trying out ideas and content before sort of codifying all of that into a membership which I think is, again, brilliant on your end to do something like that. Thank you. I'm sure we could talk all day about all the things you learned from that beta test. Well, and, and the many errors before that, that helped me be wise enough to do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, for some people, it's not as easy as, oh, just run a beta test because, okay, you had a audience, uh, somewhat at least, of people that were yeah. coming to live events. So that's someplace you could try it out. But even if someone doesn't have that yet, right? Let's say they're literally starting from from day one stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Well, step one is you got to figure out a problem to solve for people that they would pay money for. And then once you can get a a handful, a dozen of people doing that, now that's your beta test group. You you can start figuring out different ways to solve their problems and get their feedback. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then from there, maybe start creating live events for those people or and then expand from there. But the the point is to get feedback, not to just sit in a room by yourself and think forever about the perfect solution to things without actually talking to somebody about the solution. Yes. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. So why don't we just in closing here, are there any sort of resources that, you know, aside from things you've done that that you'd recommend like uh, books, uh, podcasts, courses, things like that? Yeah, there is actually a book and I don't know why my brain, if I need coffee, let me pull it up because there's a book that I was recommended that was really, really helpful. Let me go. It's right here in my library. Yeah. We'll put all these in the show notes for everybody listening. So we'll have links to everything. 
awesome. Okay, here it is. Yeah, so The Membership Economy by Robbie Baxter. That was actually a really good resource to just help me get my mind wrapped around what it means to have a membership-based business model and the psychology of marketing to folks and all of that. So that was a really, 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 I would say that was probably the number one resource that helped me shift my thinking as far as preparing for my audience. Very cool. And for anyone who wants to learn more about you and your business, where should they go? Yeah, sure. So the best place obviously to go is our website, which is www.kingdomboss.com. And there they'll find links to our private Facebook group, our social media, and all the great things we have. Great. Well, thanks again for coming on, Tiffany. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. There's a direct link in the show notes. We really appreciate it. Member Maker is brought to you by MemberSpace. MemberSpace makes it easy to run a membership business by plugging into your existing website so you can protect any page content you choose. Your members can also sign up and manage their account without ever leaving your site. Learn more and start a free trial at memberspace.com.